the people who lived in the nearby houses. They'd all appeared to be well-dressed, and she'd seen them exchange greetings, but none of them had stopped to gossip as they did in Minerva Street, nor had anyone called to welcome them or offer help, as was always the case in the steep, narrow streets of Everton Brow. She carefully selected her newest dress from the wardrobe. It was of a cornflower blue fine wool crepe, with the fashionable legger mutton sleeves tight bodice and full skirt. The edges of the high collar, sleeve cuffs and seams of the bodice were decorated with rows of navy blue braid, and she had a silver filigree fob watch, a sixteenth birthday gift from her parents, which she would wear pinned to the bodice. She was too young to wear a low-cut evening dress, even had she wanted to, and had she possessed one but was certain that the high neck and long sleeves would be more practical and suited to supper in what would probably be a large and maybe not very warm dining room. She would of course need help with the row of tiny buttons that fastened the back of the bodice, and her boned corset would have to be laced a little more tightly. That was one thing she felt she would never really get used to about being grown up. She hated wearing the thing. It was so restrictive, and she often felt she couldn't really breathe properly. Thankfully, before she had to seek out her sister, Amy put her head around the bedroom door. Livy, can you do something with my hair, please? Mam said it's got to look tidy, but I honestly don't know what to do with it other than plait it, and that looks so childish. Livy smiled sympathetically. Amy was at an awkward age, too young to wear her hair up and her skirts longer, but not wanting to appear still a child in pinafores and plaits either. If you'll help me with this awful corset and fasten up these buttons, I'll see what I can do, she offered. Oh, I don't see why we have to go next door for supper as well, Amy grumbled, as she pulled the laces of Livy's corset tighter. Why couldn't they just ask Mam and Pa? It'll be a deadly dull evening, with us having to be on our best behaviour and listen to their boring conversations. Oh, it might not be so bad. Maybe not for you. At least you'll be allowed to talk. I won't. You know what Pa's like when we're in what he calls company, she grimaced. Children should be seen and not heard, she mimicked. And he still considers me a child. I'd sooner stay here in the parlour and read. Livy gasped. Oh, that's tight enough, Amy. You'll have me passing out. You should thank your lucky stars you don't have to suffer this torture yet. I suppose at least that's one good thing about being my age. Amy replied, somewhat mollified, as she helped Livy on with the dress and deftly began to fasten up the row of buttons. I did ask Mam if they had children of our age, but she didn't know. Let's hope they have. If they have, let's just hope they're not boys. That would ruin the evening entirely, came the curt reply. Livy sighed. Ah, you'll change your mind about boys too before long, Amy. Now sit down and let's see what we can do with your hair, she instructed, and her sister sat down obediently at the dressing table. She brushed Amy's light chestnut hair until it shone and fell in waves over her shoulders, and then took the sides back and secured them with two of her own silver slides embellished with tiny butterflies. There, now you look very presentable and not at all childish, she announced. Amy smiled and nodded, thinking her hair did look much better than usual, and her rose-coloured dress with its trimming of brown velvet ribbon looked nice, 
even if it wasn't long enough to cover her ankles. Thankfully, neither her mam nor Livy had suggested she wear the much-hated ribbons in her hair. She sighed heavily as she got to her feet. Oh, come on, we better go down and get this awful boring visit over with. I hope we get something decent to eat. I'm starving. Livy grinned at her. Amy was always starving. The first thing that struck Livy as they entered the house next door was the fact that the hall was warm and welcoming. It was carpeted, and there were fine china plates adorning the rack and a polished table bearing a display of autumn leaves and flowers. The Mayhews were obviously not short of money, for the door had been opened by a girl of Livy's age in the black dress and white apron and cap of a maid, who took their hats and jackets while Livy exchanged a surprised glance with her sister. Mrs. Mayhew greeted them all.